Come on, give God some praise. Praise the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you once again asking God that you bless, that God that you just, just shower down, rain down your love upon us, oh God. Lord, bless those in need right now. With God, we ask that you just move by your power, your might, your spirit. In the name of Jesus, we thank God for all that you've done, what you are yet doing, and things that will be performed even in the future. Father, we thank you, for you have been good to us. And so, Lord, we give you the honor, we give you the glory, and we give you our praise. In Jesus' name, amen. In the name of Jesus, he's worthy. Turn with me to the book of Malachi. Turn with me to Malachi. It's the last book. It's the last book of the Old Testament. Just before Matthew. First book of the New Testament. James translation at the fourth verse he says remember the law of Moses my servant which I commanded him in Horeb for all of Israel with the statutes and the judgments behold I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord and he will turn hallelujah, the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers lest I come and strike the earth with a curse if you will in your mind if you will gather the fourth verse remember the law of Moses and behold I send you Elijah keep with you for this moment don't forget to remember don't forget to remember Amen. You may be seated in the name of Jesus. Amen. As we go through, we're going to try to make some adjustments. Take, take, take the, uh, the lows off. I think it says lows on there at the base. Take, take some of the bottom out. Amen. Amen. Did you hit, get that mic? All right. Thank you. Yeah, there it is. Thank you so much. 
as we give God honor and give him praise on this morning we are in the midst of change amen we are in the midst of transition we are in the midst of going through the valley oh my god and and and, and 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 god dropped in my spirit this morning this book of malachi because malachi is the last book of the old testament god bless you mother Mata said you're in the house god bless you in the name of jesus the last book of the old testament and before matthew the new testament but somebody needs to understand and get an understanding that yes there are 400 years from from the penning of, of malachi to the writing of matthew in other words there was 400 years that had passed before god inspired anybody else to put anything down that they may know the word of god so malachi becomes significant because Malachi is talking about a transitional period. Malachi is talking about a period where we're about to change and do something different. And he stops and pauses in this fourth chapter to say that, listen, you need to stop and remember the law of Moses. And you need to understand what God is doing with the prophet Elijah how God is speaking to you and how he's coming to you. And as he references Elijah, he's also referencing John the Baptist. And he references Jesus coming as the coming Lord before that great and dreadful day that he's going to call his people home. But let us go back. We need to understand a little bit about Malachi before we go too deep with that. Don't forget to remember Church, I need to go into this book. Most people don't like this book. I, 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 I confess that most people really don't like to put up with Malachi because Malachi tells it like it is. Malachi reminds us of some things that we really don't want to talk about. In fact, Malachi gets all up in your pocketbook. Malachi gets in your finances and your bank account. And Malachi not only gets into your bank account, but he gets into your consistency about what and how you treat God and what you do for the Lord. Malachi addresses from the from the pulpit to the door. Malachi doesn't leave anybody out. He makes us a little bit uncomfortable. Malachi talks about folk. He says, if you're going to do something for God, then you need to go all the way. If you're going to be for God, then be all the way. If you're going to bless God, then bless God all the way. Malachi is trying to tell some folk, you've been sorry and sad and you've been going through, but it's time to step up and step out on faith. Malachi is the one that checks the priest and checks the pulpit. Malachi checks them and lets them know when they have stepped out of line. And Malachi says, don't be following folk that's teaching the wrong thing. Don't be trusting in people that don't know what they're talking about. Don't be caught up in the grandeur of churches and people and pastors when you ought to be able to own the word for yourself. Malachi, Malachi, Malachi. Malachi talks about Moses and he talks about remembering to keep us rooted in the foundational things of Moses, the law of Moses. And so as I, as I, I, as I come to you this morning and as we are 
are, are in this sanctuary and as we are considering the things that are happening and the transitional things that are happening around us, don't get too comfortable. Oh my God. Just tell your neighbor, don't get comfortable. Don't. You see, because, because they see things happening and they see things transitioning, they think that the battle is over. Just because we got the carpet torn up, we still got to get it laid. Oh my God. Just because we've gotten certain phases done, there are some folk who are going to drop off. I do not, will not, and will not allow it to come to pass. The, the prophecy of that banking person that told us, oh, you excited now, and the people will give to you now, but oh, just wait a little while. And once the carpet is in, and once the paint is on the walls, and once the pews are on the floor, then they will forget about how to give and forget about how to put the money back in the church so that you can pay your bill. I don't think we're going to give you a loan based on that. My response is, you must not know about me. You must not know about the God that I serve. You must not know about the faith that I have. You must not know where I come from. You must not know how I've been down but been brought back up again. You must not know that I've got enough faith of a grain of a mustard seed that I know that we can make it all the way. And not only that, we can make it without you. Yes, yes, yes. I will not let that prophecy from that institution be spoken over this house. No, no, no. No, 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 no. God, God has brought us too far. Oh my God, to leave us now. He has not yet began to pour out. But God wants us to understand that every time we go through a transitional period, we get happy in our transition and then we slack off for a little while. And then something else has got to happen before we pick back up again. God wants a consistent people. And I need to let you know the reason that a lot of people don't like Malachi because Malachi talks about will a man rob God he brings it up in our faces as to what our commitment to God is and what our, what our, what our commitment to our offering and our service is he brings it up in our faces he says yeah sure they will yeah yeah and we will have him robbed you in time and offerings oh my God let, let, can I just share with you what tithing will do I, I, listen, when I, I share with people, most of y'all already know. Where my wife go? She gone? I, yeah, I know. Yeah, okay, good. She don't like me telling on her. I told, I told somebody the other day, I said, look, I can't even tell you what color the checks are in the checkbook. I've never seen, in fact, I haven't seen it in years, but I do know that there is one. 
I know that my job is to deposit money into the account. I never see it after that. I can't tell you what the account number is. I can't tell you what the number of the check is. I reasonably know that it's in her purse. Wherever her purse is, that's where it is. That started a long time ago, back at Calvary, and we were tired, and I, and I would come, and, and, and I would come home broke because I just like, look, you know what? I just, I just believe I just got to give the Lord. I got to bless the Lord. She believed in tithing. She said, "But you just be giving too much. You don't count right." I said, "Here, well, you just take it." And so, but tithing has always been consistent in our family. And, 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 and when I gave, I had this thing that I would give even tithe with our children. And so I'm going like, Lord, this is on their behalf and this is on their behalf and on their behalf. Let me tell you how what tithing will, will, will do when, 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 when you are faithful to God and God's faithful to you. You know, I've been up and been down. There have been times when we, in fact, we were almost considering bankruptcy. There have been times when I've been laid off. There have been times when I was fired from a job. All of that went through the ups and downs, looking for a job, hustling, did whatever I could do just to make ends meet. And then when I, uh, when I left State Farm, when I left, uh, left them years ago, years ago, I can't, can't even remember, 15, 20 years ago, left State Farm. And, and uh, State, I, I need to let you know, State Farm had issue with y'all. They had issue with me and y'all. Because one of the questions or one of the issues that they had, they asked me, it says, well, if, if, if your parishioners needed you, would you leave and go and see to your parishioner? My answer was yes. And then they said to me, well, then you're stealing time from the company. Well, y'all didn't catch that. <laughs> Which is a fireable offense. And they said, we don't want you stealing from the company. I said, well, you know what? I work for God first before I work for you. We had issues and things went on and on, so eventually I left and forgot about them. Didn't think about them anymore. When I became of a certain age, of a certain age, uh, some of y'all know about it, but they said, State Farm sent me a letter. And they said that you have, oh, well, first of all, has anybody, you hear about the people saying that, you know, they prayed and they tied, they gave over to the Lord and the Lord blessed them and, and Lord, they went out to their mailbox and, 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 and what'd you say? You, I know they lied. I know. Cause I, You know, folk, folk, oh, hallelujah, praise the Lord, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Oh, I tied on him and I went out to my mailbox and my mailbox, oh, the Lord blessed in the mailbox. And, and, and you know, we said, I know they lying. They're just making this up just to raise some money. 
But let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. When we was down to our lowest, I got a letter from State Farm. And State Farm said, well, you've reached a certain age. And we've had some money that we've been holding that we've kept out of your check when you worked for us. And so here's a check for $36,000 that I had forgotten about. They could have kept it. I, I knew nothing about it. It had been accumulating interest over time and compounding interest. And so now I'm a witness to the fact that if you are faithful to God, God will show up when you least expect it. God will show up when you ain't even thought about, when you don't think that you have a blessing, when you don't think that you qualify, when you don't think that you're good enough, when you don't think that you got enough to make it. God will show up and make the difference in your life. Hallelujah. My saved folks say, won't he do it? I'm just trying to tell folks, don't forget to remember. You see, because we are in another transitional or pivotal stage of our growth in, in Family Baptist Church. And, 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 and God is, 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 is wants to pour into us, but but we have to be faithful and worthy of him pouring into us. We've got to be right and walk right and talk right. And we got to give right and we got to, and, and, and please don't think that this is a message about money because anybody that knows me know that I don't care nothing about money. I, in fact, I've had folk that come and tell me, Pastor, you forgot to raise the offering. And I wasn't thinking about no offering. This is not a, some people get up and leave when you start talking about, but what I'm talking about is what Malachi is trying to get over to the people and he starts with the priest by saying look here you better remember how to teach the people about God teach them about consistency teach them about being faithful teach them about honoring the Lord teach them about being consistent with God teach them how to walk right and stay right teach them that they may perform a habit of lifestyle such that they can be uh, glorified in God. He says, in chapter 1, I know, I know it's hot in here and I'm going to leave y'all alone. He says, look here, in chapter 1, he says, look, at verse 7, he says, priest, here's what one of your problems is. He says, you offered defile food at my altar. People are coming in offering up things that are defiled things he says he says in, in what way have i defiled you he says well you, you you've done some you brought to my table you know, uh, uh, contemptible things he says he says you brought blind sacrifices when they were in the mode of sacrificing in other words he said you brought me something that was defective you brought me something that was blemished you brought me something that that, that was lame he says he says stop making me last Stop giving me the scraps. Stop giving me the leftovers. Stop thinking about me last, but think about me first and offer up your best. Whether it's your best praise, whether it's your best song, 
whether it's your best prayer, whatever it is in your service, give up your best and God will give his best to you. He says, God will give you favor behind that. Just give him your best. Trust him a little while and he will give you his best. Let me move on to chapter 2. Chapter 2, he really gets into it. God's got an issue with corrupt priests. He's, he's got an issue with folk. Now, no, 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 don't get it twisted. You think that the priests are all up in the pulpit. You think that the priests are sitting just on the front row. Oh, no, 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 my friends. And when you have proclaimed that you are a child of God, you become a minister of the Most High God. When you proclaim that you know Him for yourself, don't you understand that you've got to go out and tell somebody about the name and the work and the power of Jesus Christ? That makes you a minister. Wait, wait a minute. Maybe the word minister is too much for you. It just called you to be a servant. And a servant says, I serve the Lord. Now, if you claim that you serve the Lord, then that means you got to get out there and do the work of God. You got to testify. You got to glorify. You got to edify. You got to teach. You got to preach. You got to sing. You got to call those who are lost to be saved. Yes, you're a servant of the Most High God. And then, since you are called to serve he said then I need you to understand something servant minister priest I need you to understand something he said this is a commandment for you at chapter 2 he says look here I, if you will not hear watch out y'all and if you will not take to heart to give my name glory hallelujah says the Lord of hosts I will send a curse upon you. You wondering why you're not making it? You wondering why you keep stumbling? You wondering why you working two, three, four jobs and still ain't got no money? You wondering why your relationships don't last? You wondering why your children are acting out? You wondering why your health is failing? You wondering why stuff is going on around you? You wondering why you can't get over? Then God is saying, listen, I need you to get this. Give my name some glory. And if you're going to give God's name glory, you got to understand what glory is all about. Glory says when you define it in the Greek, it talks about the character of God. It is the beauty of God. Then you ought to have the same character that God has. You ought to walk like, talk like, act like. You ought to help, uh, let people know that when you enter into the room, that the presence of the Lord is here. When you get up in the morning, you recognize that the presence of the Lord is here when people hallelujah my mother got sick you ought to recognize that the presence of the Lord is here some of y'all got worried some of y'all got fearful some of y'all were upset but wait a minute if you got the power of God if you know that you came with God in your heart mind and soul that's when you should have been speaking in the name of Jesus. Father, bless right now. Father, whatever your will is, we stand in the shadow of your will. Yes. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. He says, he says to my priest, I will curse. I will curse your blessings. In other words, he said, look here. All the stuff that I gave you before, 
will become cursed. If you don't glorify my name, if you don't go home and talk about me, if you don't go home and lift up your house and be a praying household, he says, I'm going to curse your blessing. Oh, you riding fine now. You driving fine now. And you living fine now. But you thank God for those blessings. But if you fail to remember who gave you those blessings, hallelujah. God didn't give you that car so that you could go for a Sunday morning drive except to church. You're not supposed to only look good at the club. I love when we go out to eat and we go to the casino because I now I ain't got nothing wrong I, I ain't mad nobody at the casino I'm but, 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 but the thing that catches my eye is the religiosity or the religiousness of the individual sitting at the thing pull, pulling the slot or pushing the button now and, and, and the thing just rolls and spins and tells you that you're a loser you're a loser you're a loser loser especially the ones in the wheelchair that's rolled up there you're a loser loser But, but, but what I marvel at is the consistency how you keep losing and keep putting money in but every time I invest in God I get paid back dividends every time I give God glory he showers me down with blessings every time I fall on my knees. God picks me back up every time I trust in the name of Jesus. Every time, every time I give to God's glory and ministry, God gives it back. And he don't give it back the way I gave it. He gives it back pressed down, shaking together, and running over. That's what God does. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't, don't let God curse what you got. Listen, I'm just about done. I'm just about done. Listen, chapter 3, chapter 3 goes on. And, and, and I like chapter 3. Because he says when you get it together, when you start coming together and getting it together, he says, look here. He's in verse 4. He says, the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasant to the Lord as in the days of old. Look what he says again. Now you know that Judah means what? Praise. All right. He says, the offering of praise and of Jerusalem. And Jerusalem means the city of peace. 
Okay, when you come into your peace with God. When you made peace with God and no longer at war with God, no longer contentious with God, no longer battling with God, no longer striving and struggling with God. When you come into your peace with God, when you come into the city of peace and bring in your praise, God says it will be pleasant to the Lord. As in the days of old when we first got saved. As in the days of old when, when the, 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 the anointing of God was fresh and new. As in the days of old when you knew him in a personal and intimate way. As in the days of old before corruption found you. As in the days of old before you got with this person or that person. And brought you out of the space where God had put you in. In the days of old God says I'm going to bless you. And I'm going to be pleased yes. Be pleasant in the sight of the Lord As in the former years He says, he says and, and, and I will come near you God says I'm going to get up close and personal With, 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 with some of y'all he says, he says now watch this He says and I will be swift I will be a swift witness Hallelujah if stuff is messed up, in other words, in other words, church, when the carpet is laid, when the pews are placed, if you come in here and start to act all sedity, you come in here and act like, oh, look what we did and you ain't contributed nothing. If you come in here and baby bring all of her kids and you act like they can't sit on these pews then, then he said I got some issue with you uh, he says I, I, I got a bigger problem with you he says I will I will be I'll be a swift witness when it comes to you to remind you where you came from to remind I'll be a swift witness to say wait a minute you weren't all of that in fact 15 20 minutes ago you were still caught up in fact you probably looking at somebody cross-eyed right now he said I will be a swift witness to remind you you better get your act together before you look down on somebody else Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's going to be some changes in here. Yes, yes, there's going to be some changes, but we've got to remember God to put God first. God will be first. He says, I'll be a swift witness. And he says, and not only that, I'm going to be against swift witness against sorcerers. Oh, my God. If you're hooking up with folk that, 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 that believes in putting a penny in a shoe, or however that works, I don't know. How's it work, y'all? Everybody know? Oh, you know how. Uh, maybe you drink this or that or smoke this or that. I, I don't know all the recipe, but I just, I've heard. Okay. All right. My sister said, move on, move on. He said, dealing with sorcerers. In other words, you're trying to deal with the dark magic and, uh, as they say, go to the dark side. Oh, no, no. Tell somebody, all I need is Jesus. I, I, don't, need, I don't need no luck. I've got Jesus. 
I got Jesus. When I got Jesus, I got everything that I need. He said, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a swift witness against adulterers. I'm going to get, and not only does he mean this in the physical sense of the natural sense of persons being married and all of that, but he says, I want to reflect this in my relationship with you. If you are an adulterer, he says, you servant of a God. You out, you out with other folk. He says, I'm not having it, I'm not having it. He says, with perjurers, folk who just go around lying about anything. Some people just lie just because it just feels good to do so. He says, I'm against all of that. I'm against, and especially, now no, he started out talking to the preachers and saying, and to the ministers and to the servants, he says, look, look, hey, you lying to the folks? I, I'm going to have an issue with you. That's why we ain't trying to trick you out of no money. That's why ain't nobody stood up here and said, okay, if you buy, buy, buy this tea bag for, for $35, We have a sit-at-home tea. We ain't, we ain't trying to fool you with that. But what we're really trying to do, Deacon, is come together and bless, bless God's church, bless God's people collectively so that when there's somebody that has need, we can step up to the plate so that there was somebody that needs food on their table, we can be a supplier. When somebody's lights are getting ready to get caught, we want to get back into a position where we can help folk be blessed by God. But not only that, it don't stop with food, it don't stop with life, because our mission is to save those that are lost. Our mission, our mission is to go up and down this street right here next to this church and go to those folks who's kids put firecrackers in the fence that all of you drove past coming in and say listen we need to have your kids in church making some noise see I see some, somebody's a little uncomfortable with that I laughed but I drove up this morning I saw the little bottle rocket thing stuck in the fence I said the baby's been having fun you see, because my point is, they own the parking lot. That's one step closer to the door. My point is that I've got reason now to go over and talk to their parents. Hey, why don't you bring the kids on over? I see they left their stuff in the parking lot on the floor. That's, that, 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 that's what I want to be about. He says, he says, look here, look here. We're done, y'all. He says, I, I, I want to, uh, he says, I'm against those. Oh, you got to love this. Now, y'all got to love this. I'm against those who exploit wage earners. I'm not trying to take advantage of your job. You work. God says no, and, and, and try to exploit you, try to shame you, make you feel bad about stuff. No, 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 no. All Malachi is saying, just remember God. For every blessing, all the blessings that you have came 
from God. Look at, can I run on to chapter 4? Let me go on to chapter 4 and, 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 and we're out of here. Hallelujah. Go enjoy some of them blessings that God gave you. Like air-conditioned cars. And, go, 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 go enjoy some of them blessings. And when you get in the car and you turn on the key, that, thank you, Jesus. Somebody needs to say thank you, Lord. When, when you get to the restaurant and you know, thank you, Lord, I'm, I'm able to pay for my food and not ask for a handout. When you get home and walk in the door, you just thank you, Lord. And so in chapter four, he closes out. And he closes out at this pivotal point because he knows that God is not going to say anything to anybody in this kind of capacity for the next 400 years. And so there's a period of time sometimes you feel like you don't hear from God. There's a period of time you feel like that God is slow to answer. There's a period of time where you feel like that your prayers have gone unheard. But I want you to know that biblically they're called the years of silence. But if you go back and study you will find that they were everything but silent. You'll find that the Assyrian Empire was on the move and Cyrus and Darius was on the move. You'll find that the Persian Empire came into existence and when Xerxes came as the king of Persia, he was doing some things to God's people. You will find that after Persia came the Greeks and Alexander the Great led the Greeks into the Greek Empire and took over the land and the people of God. And then after the Greeks you'll find that the Roman Empire came. Before the Romans, there was a Medo-Persian uprising where the Medes got together and revolted against the Roman Empire. But yet and still, Rome came and Caesar came to rule over the people of the land. But after all of that, he says, listen, when you go into your battles, when you go into your captivities, when you go into your strange lands, when you go under fire, when people are on your, on breathing on your neck, he says, remember Remember the law of Moses, the thing that's going to bring you out, the thing that's going to is consistency. Go back to what grandmama used to do, where she would just rock in herself every now and then, moan in a little while, sing a hymn or two, and just trust in the Lord and believe and trust and not to your own understanding. He said, hey, you've got to trust in what God is saying. Go back to what Moses he said, which I commanded him at Horeb. When you go back to Horeb, he says, with the statutes and judgments. He says, in other words, you got to have a standard. You got to have a statute. There ought to be some things in place that you're saying we will not violate. You ought to tell every boyfriend and girlfriend, listen, uh, at 930, worship service starts uh, you need to be there that's cause that's where I'm gonna be there's gotta be some statutes that says listen I'm a praiser and I'm a tither I'm one that gives God glory because I recognize that if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side I don't know where I would be but I know that I would not be the person that I am today without Jesus making a way out of no way go back get you some standards tell your neighbor get you some standards get you some standards and go back to his judgments that God says listen 
if you do this God gonna do that if you praise him hallelujah when the praises go up your blessings are gonna come down expect them to shower down church don't get complacent now is not the time to give up now is not the time to give in oh yes we see the transition be a part of the move be a part of the power be a part of the ministry of God and tell everybody go out and tell somebody that they need to be a part of this ministry come in and watch the transformation oh I don't want nobody to come after the transformation is already done I want somebody to see what we had to go through I want some hope there's people looking at you trying to be like you think they want to be you but you they have no idea of what you had to go through just to get to where you are today they don't know how many tears you cried they don't know how many surgeries you had they don't know how much pain you endured they don't know how many people you lost they don't know how many times you had to fall down on your knees and they don't know when you were out without a friend they don't know when you didn't know what to say but only Jesus came in and made a way he said remember don't forget to remember the statues church be very excited about what God is doing and then he says behold I send to you Elijah the prophet he says before the coming of the great and dreadful day he's not talking about Elijah the prophet of Old Testament but what he's really speaking of is New Testament prophecy where John the Baptist would come and he would talk about the one who's to come after him talking about Jesus the God of God Lord of Lord Kings of Kings that he is the one hallelujah listen even the Queen Queen Elizabeth gotta love her had no The queen has just announced that Megan, you need to go to princess classes. Oh, y'all didn't hear that in the news yet. It's just been announced that we need to teach you how to be a princess. And so for the next six months, she's in training on how to walk walk royal walk with a little swagger to you put on your bling we need to teach Elizabeth said look Megan I know you married my grandbaby he's already a prince what we need to teach you is how to be a princess and in teaching you how to be a princess you'll learn how to talk what's appropriate and what's not you'll learn how to stand how to move and when not you'll learn everything there is about the kingdom 
If the queen can tell the princess, here's what you ought to do to get right for the kingdom, then why not God tell his people in the church, here's what you ought to do to get right for the kingdom. Walk right, talk right, sing right, give right, live right in the name of Jesus. Don't forget to remember where all your blessings come from. Hallelujah. The door to church is open.